Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to WFAN's Baseball Insiders Yankees podcast for Monday, May 3rd. I'm Sweeney Murdy. The Yankees are back at 500. Remember, they were 5 and 5 to start the year, then dropped to 5 and 10. Well, now they've crawled back to 500, 14 and 14 after sweeping the Tigers over the weekend. Uh, in fairness, the Tigers are not a very good team. It pretty much showed all weekend. They are really at historically low offensive levels. Uh, if you play this out, it's only been a month. They have time to get better, but you know they weren't going to be a very good team, and offensively, they are a very poor team. So while the Yankees pitching looked very good, that's a good sign. Uh, you have to measure that a little bit against who they were playing this past weekend. But remember, you have to beat the teams that are in front of you. Um, you uh, it, it, A lot of times, it's about when you play somebody as much as who you play somebody, uh, and the Yankees might not be the same team in the coming weeks and months that they were in April when other teams faced them. So you take it back to who the Tigers are, well, they're a pretty bad offensive team, and the Yankees made them look that way. But good sign for pitching is you got strong starts from Garrett Cole, Jameson Tyone, and Corey Kluber. Cole, going back to his start last Friday, he's just been as dominant as as you would have expected him to be and wanted him to be. He's made a little more than half a season's worth of starts as a New York Yankee, 18 starts. He's been fantastic. Uh, He's money well spent at this point. Now, clearly, when you're talking about 300 plus million, that's a long-term project, a projection. Uh, But in the short term, you're in a window right now where Garrett Cole is everything you wanted him to be, which kind of amps up the importance on making sure that the rest of this team is as good as it needs to be because this version of Garrett Cole isn't going to last seven, eight, or nine years. This version of Garrett Cole is right now. So you're going to have to make sure you make the right moves to supplement who they are right now and, uh, and make sure you're a championship level by the time you get to you know the, the important parts of this season. Uh, Jameson Tyone had Tyone and Kluber both had their own issues over the course of the first month. For Tyone, it was putting hitters away with two strikes, and for Kluber, it was control. The last couple of times out, better job of that. Tyone did a very good job of that this weekend against the Tigers, putting guys away with two strikes. 
Again, not facing a very good team, so a little bit less of a challenge here but a good jumping off point for Tyone. And he picked up his first win. I know wins aren't as important for pitchers, but psychologically, he hadn't won a game in two years. Uh, so getting out there and getting in position and winning a game, um, important for Jamison Tyone. You could tell that emotionally that meant something for him. So again, that's part of the mental game and the confidence for him. Corey Kluber had uh, had his own issues, and um, that was really more about control, the uncharacteristic loss of control uh, that he suffered in spurts during the first month of the season. Last two starts have been very good, and he you know, destroyed the Tigers on, on Sunday, basically to the point where he didn't even need an outfield. Uh, he gave up two hits, a couple of singles, that if you had basically taken the outfielders off the field, uh, okay, maybe those singles turn into doubles as the outf- as the infielders have to go chase them down. But it were it was all strikeouts, groundouts, and infield pop-ups. Uh, first ball didn't hit the uh, outfield in the air until the ninth inning when Chapman came on. We'll get to him in a little bit. But Corey Kluber's calling card, boy, say that eight times fast, uh, was always his control, uh, his strikeouts to walks, and um, hit that ability was really what made him elite when he was elite in the, you know, the middle part, later part of the last decade. Uh, Watching that kind of disappear over the first month was a little alarming, but it's also true that Kluber historically has built up during the course of a season, always gets better, and April isn't always his best work. So, uh, and it's actually, I believe it's his highest monthly ERA throughout his career. So it's not unusual to see him build up as the, spring and summer move on and if that's what you're seeing right now then you know pretty good sign for Kluber um, and you know really you're you're about durability at this point which is you know kind of going back to what I had mentioned you know several weeks ago durability over dominance you know you wanted him to just keep getting better and show that he's durable because 10 great starts out of Corey Kluber is not as necessary as you know 28 or 30 good starts and uh, that's the goal here. Kluber um, really looks sharp. Um, again, the Tigers didn't help because, you know, they're just a bad team. But you need to do this to bad teams. You need to dominate bad teams. And the Yankees weren't doing that. Uh, and they hadn't done that. So uh, good step there. They won a couple of games without hitting a home run on Saturday and Sunday. Um, so they didn't score a bunch of runs. And they were held down a little bit, especially on Sunday facing Jose Urania, who was quite impressive himself, uh, but they managed to push a couple of runs across and uh, and made it hold up uh, because the bullpen is really doing outstanding job too. Uh, Aroldis Chapman, you know, we've, uh, if you watched him, that split-fingered pitch really is a game-changer, but beyond that, his fastball velocity is is really crisp and is still there. You know, he's not lingering in the 98 it's it's funny to say it that way, but he's not lingering in the 97, 98 range. I mean, he's pumping in hundreds, 100-plus with his four-seam fastball. Uh, he still has the slider, which has really been a very important pitch, and that split-fingered pitch has made a difference too. Ten innings so far, uh, all scoreless, and 24 strikeouts. The man's gotten 30 outs, and 24 of them are strikeouts. This is, again, part of a long-haul thing, but it's nice to see him get going in the early going and uh, and see what he's about right now. And the, the other relievers here, one of the things that they offer is some versatility to Aaron Boone and Matt Blake because of their ability to go multiple innings. The Yankees at this point have four relievers 
Loisiga Green, King, and Sessa, who can give you multiple innings, you know, say two or two plus uh, on any given day. And that's really important when you maybe aren't getting length out of your starters or they're scuffling a little bit and you feel like you need to pull the plug on, you know, on a Montgomery or a Tyone after maybe five innings. You have the ability to throw two more zeros up there as some of these guys have done. That's a really important piece. And this year especially, it's really key for all these guys. And we've also seen Loisiga and Green in some higher leverage situations, late game situations, and we'll see what they can do with their swing and miss stuff. Um, those are some really good uh, pieces to have in the Yankee bullpen, and it's why it's a big reason why they've been pitching well. Overall, they're pitching great. They're among the league leaders, uh, top of the league actually in ERA, and um, you know they've done that with a lot of good bullpen work, and now lately, a lot of good uh, work from their starting rotation. Offensively, uh, things are coming around. The overall numbers are going to take a while to creep up. You know, unless they're going to go a week where they put up 10 runs every day, it's going to take a while for them to catch up a little bit. But I think you're seeing good signs from Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton. Uh, Judge, you know, the, really the only thing with Judge has been, you know, when he sits out a couple of days here, we're always kind of wondering, okay, is there, are they hiding something? Is there something lingering here? Is this something that's going to turn into a, a month or six weeks? And, you know, with good reason, that's why, you know, there's a reason we think that. But so far, he's been out a couple of days, two different times, and comes back. And uh, he's had a good first month, a really good first month, showing again, you know, really like he did last year when he started the season in the, um, you know, after the uh, spring training 2.0. He came out really uh, swinging well the first week of the season before an injury. Uh, And in the games that he's been in here now, has, uh, has swung the bat very well. Dangerous, dangerous hitter for the Yankees for the most part. And Giancarlo Stanton is very dangerous too. And after his initial really bad start, he's come on pretty well too. So I think um, you, what you're getting from Judge and Stanton is exactly what you needed to see. I mean, sure, you'd like them you know, to not gone through some, some long dry spells. And if the other guys in the lineup were hitting, you wouldn't have noticed as much. But if you look at what they've done over the course of the first month, if you write down the numbers, I, I think it's a great start for those guys. And the key is just staying healthy. And if you can keep them on the field, honestly, I'd sign up for 130 games from each of these guys. If you have to live with a, a, a couple of days down here and there or a short-term injury, that's, that's not a big deal at all. It's the long-term injury. It's the strained quad that turns into two months. It's the oblique that turns into two months. That's what you're trying to avoid here. And if you can do that, well, then, you know, then you're going to be in good shape to see some really good numbers. Meanwhile, the rest of the guys really have to pick it up. You're seeing a couple of start and stops, but nothing extended. Torres, Hicks, Frazier, Gardner, Sanchez. Sanchez is a different story altogether because he's so lost. He's, he's lost playing time to Kyle Agashioka. On days when other people start besides Garrett Cole. Uh, so we'll see what kind of a split that is. If it becomes more of a 50-50 kind of split or if it's a 60-40 kind of split. Um, but Higashioka has earned some more playing time here. And the Yankees are looking like they, you know, listen, they made an effort to show some faith in Gary Sanchez. Knowing that there were a, a lot of different reasons Um you know, a lot of different catching coaches, a lot of different circumstances of 2020 um, and different things that have led him to this place, uh, including, you know, stuff that's on him, on his own shoulders. He has not become the player that 
they expected him to be, that everybody expected him to be. But he got a fresh start. He got a vote of confidence. And so far, that was not rewarded. So where does he go? Well, he goes back to the bench for a couple of days um, and loses some playing time to Kyle Higashioka. And this is, again, part of where you see what the long-term thing is with the Yankees and Gary Sanchez. Last winter, they had a decision to make, non-tender him or, or bring him back and try again. Because of a lot of different circumstances, as we talked about, they decided bring him back, try again. Um, and a lot of other surrounding issues with that too. But um, their first month did not reward them for that. And they've given him a lot of rope. They've given him a lot of confidence or outwardly a lot of confidence. And for the first month, it wasn't rewarded. So now this is, this is a question that's going to keep continuing. How long do you stay tied to Gary Sanchez? Um, because I, I, it, it's been pretty clear for a while that, that the long-term contract was not going to be anything come, they would come close to discussing until he got to free agency and see where he was when he got there which is not after this season, but after next season, after 2022. So he had time and was given the confidence from the team to try to put together two solid years to see where you were at that point. Well, the first month has been bad. He's losing playing time. So the discussion of what happens as a free agent, well, that might be somebody else's problem because the way it's trending now is you're going to have that non-tender discussion again at the end of this season, and this time you might take it rather than bring him back for you know six seven million you know six million dollars this year that was a pretty good gamble to take for the Yankees uh pretty significant gamble too um and so far they've now turned uh that six million dollar gamble into a part-time catcher um I'm willing to bet they're not going to take that gamble again next year if this season continues the way that it's going right now and then they will finally uh, uh, you know made their final decision but we're, we're still a really long way away from that um he has time, just like these other guys have time to get themselves going, but you're not seeing good immediate results for the gamble that they took in bringing Gary Sanchez back at that you know significant salary number this past winter. So the Yankees are a month into this. They're an even 500. They wiped out the Tigers, and guess who comes in next? The Houston Astros. Yeah, we know all the things about the Astros, um, and fans are going to be in the stands. Not a full house, but you will have fans there. And they'll let the Astros have it. Fine. Let them have it. Do what you got to do. Um, I don't anticipate. Listen, if CC Sabathia was starting one of these games, I think I w- would know what to expect when some of these Astros hitters stepped into the box. Um, Sabathia was never shy about doing things that he felt needed to be done. Uh, I don't know that anybody in this on this current team that was part of the 2017 team is going to feel anything like that. So uh, we'll see how that goes. There are a few guys here who you know who had their fortunes changed because of the Astros scandal, uh, but it's hard to gauge if they're going to feel the need to exact any sort of you know physical revenge and keep in mind you could sweep the Astros and make you feel good maybe hit somebody and make you feel good I don't know but it's not going to be revenge revenge doesn't come in May revenge comes in October uh and maybe the you know maybe one of one of these teams or both these teams won't even be around in October we'll see but that's where you know 
that's where you get this back. I've, you know, even regular season series sometimes when you face a team that you, that knocked you out in the playoffs and you say have a chance to avenge it. No, you don't get that in the regular season. You get that in the postseason. So uh, because they don't take the trophies down and they don't don't take the flags off the off the uh, stadium fences and the ceilings and the walls wherever you put these things. Um, those those are those are permanent. So um, you're not getting that back in a three game series somewhere in the middle of the season. But uh, it'll be fun. The atmosphere will be fun. And, uh, and let's see. Maybe the Yankees can continue this. They've played some really good baseball lately. Uh, it's, you know, it hasn't been winning eight in a row, but you know, they, they did some pretty good work. They won three out of four against Cleveland. They split the four in Baltimore, and the extra innings thing came back to bite them again. So they're, you know, um, the two and two there doesn't sit very well, especially when you consider it's the Orioles. But still, uh, three out of four against Cleveland, split four against Baltimore. Wipe out Detroit. They're they're going to get Tampa. Uh, they're going to get Houston here. They're going to get Tampa Bay coming up next week. Start of a road trip uh, after and in between is a three game series with the Nationals and Max Scherzer will be scheduled to pitch in one of these games at Yankee Stadium. And then they'll have the Chicago White Sox coming up a little bit later on too. So some good tests coming up for the Yankees. Uh, as they wiped out the Tigers, the competition is going to get better. And how could it not? The Tigers have lost 15 out of 17 now and um, are near the bottom or at the bottom of almost every offensive category. Just a bad team if I hadn't made that point pretty clear uh, earlier on. I want to remind you to hit subscribe here. WFAN's Baseball Insiders will bring you my Yankees reports, Ed Coleman's Mets reports every Monday and Thursday. Um, And also check out the 30 with Murdy archive on your podcast sites and platforms like Odyssey and Apple Podcasts. My last chat with Neil Walker was a fun one. Officially announced his retirement and and, uh, give a lot of good insight into his thoughts on how the game changed from the time his 12-year career began till the time it ended. And when you think about the way hitters get pitched and the way hitting and pitching has evolved, um, he saw the entire thing over the course of a 12-year career and has some really good insights into that. So go check out the 30 with Murdy with Neil Walker uh, on the uh, podcast platforms. Also, a quick plug for some work I did over at SNY. If you go to their website, sny.tv, you can hear uh, and watch Bronx Backstories, a little dive into my own personal notebook of uh, Yankee stories from these past 21 years that I've been covering the New York Yankees. Um, and um, those are some fun stories there as well. So I hope you get a chance to check those out. Remember to subscribe and review here, WFAN's Baseball Insiders, and uh, we will be back with you later in the week. I'm Sweeney Murdy. Thanks for listening. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.